0: friends how are you we're all fine this is holly and my (laughs) co-host carly (laughs) shit that was so good and then i
1: fucked it up all right that that was so good
0: We are so glad to be back here with you. Thanks for uh, coming back to visit, hearing some more stories and maybe a little bit of uh, unsolicited advice. Definitely unsolicited opinions. So many opinions. We're going to... We're going to kind of shake it up a little bit today, make it a little different. Today we're going to be talking about pet peeves, and oh my god, we only, it's only a 25 minute show, so we're really going to have to narrow it down. we going to have to prioritize <laughs> this. For real. But I found the best story for It Could Be Worse, so I'm, I'm going to take it today. Is that okay, Carly? Oh my gosh, I am,
1: yes, I am so excited about this. Oh, Okay.
0: So when it comes to pet peeves, this story comes from um, a suburban Philadelphia uh, neighborhood. There are these two guys, James Casey and Robert Wallace. So these two dudes, Casey and Wallace, are bickering all the time, like grumpy old men style. And the thing that they bicker about the most is the fact that Casey snores horribly. So much, in fact, that Wallace, who shares a wall. So this is like a townhome kind of situation chair wall that wallace can't sleep because casey's (laughs) snoring is so loud so the complaints have gone on for a year and a half like the man has called into the police to complain about casey's snoring so it gets so i should probably mention these are like late 50s early 60s men Mm, i don't know if that helps explain anything but it did to me so one night the snoring is just real bad they are having it out and wallace goes ahead and takes the next step where he leans out his window and takes off the screen of casey's window to yell at him directly that way they have this sort of confrontation through the windows (laughs) and then wallace starts to calm down and he says look it's okay i get it and in fact let's shake hands I'm going to help you pay for the nasal surgery to help fix this. Well, mm-hmm. Casey is like, I don't believe a word that man says It's straight bullshit. He doesn't want to <laughs> shake my hand. So when Wallace comes over to Casey's door to no. supposedly shake hands and talk about the surgery, yeah. Casey greets him at the door with a hunting knife and a <gasps> stun gun under his jacket. The door opens and Casey proceeds to stab him multiple times and kill him. Right. In the end, he's talking to the police and they're trying to get the story. And he says, look, I didn't have a choice. I know he said he wanted to help me, but I know it was a lie. So uh, I I knew better. I knew Mm -hmm. better. I knew better. Uh, They also, funny enough. Casey had to be treated at the hospital as well for self inflicted stab wounds on his leg. So, was he trying to clean like self defense?
1: Or. I will say, I've watched enough to crime to know that, like, if you choose a knife as your weapon, you're going to get cut up. You're going to get hurt. But the legs is surprising.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it says that he was charged with third-degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, and possessing instruments of a crime. Mm, okay. So, I'm trying to understand, like... <laughs> like so much to unpack there. <laughs> and what I find interesting is it's not the snorer that got killed, because that's the yeah. big twist in this story, right. is that Casey, the guy who's snoring like a madman, is right. actually the one that killed the other guy. And I think... There's something so incredibly tragic even beyond the murder in that is that poor Wallace had been tortured for a yeah. year and a half with snoring, only to be stabbed yeah, by it's like, the snoring.
1: It's like the Philadelphia version of Telltale or Telltale Heart. Like yes. <laughs> he's just like going crazy and then like it's murdered and there's also something to say about the fact that like if he snores that terribly i don't see that getting better in a prison cell
0: oh my god i didn't even think about that those
1: people are probably not gonna like because those are closer quarters and you can hear everything i guess like from what i've learned of the world that jail and prison are very loud all the time it's just always loud, and so snoring is not I hope he gets like a really understanding bunk mate
0: or well. Wow. no boyfriends for him right (laughs) no part two nobody's nobody's gonna want to date that right well
1: and as far as pet peeves go like snoring can definitely that makes a lot of sense i i was raised by a mother who snores as if it is her like duty to do so she i we had like a tri-level house and i ended up being in the basement and i could hear her through the vents all the way from like the top floor of the house stop it from the snoring. top floor down to the basement? Oh, dead. Dead serious. Dead serious. So right. all of the people I've slept with are very lucky because my little brain connected snoring to like safety and like oh. all of those good things. So you can snore when we sleep together because I love snoring because my mama did, right? But my husband doesn't snore, he jolt. And so we'll be laying there very softly, very sweetly. Cause he he's he's a wonderful partner and he wants to snuggle and stuff or at least hold feet while we sleep and so I'll be just drifting off and he jolts his body as if like he had to get a spider like you would think that something terrible is happening
0: but he's completely asleep. That's so cute. That's like something my puppy does when it's dreaming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's a golden retriever, but like that is my sleep pet peeve. Like, like, like
0: your husband's chasing squirrels. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He just just running through the fields getting head scratches. Like, <laughs> oh my god, every once in a while he whimpers too. And you're like, oh, is it a good dream or a bad dream? Like, what do I
0: do? But like, well, you know, Chad would my husband would snore like a madman. And I learned that if I like shifted, he'd pause, like, he'd stop snoring mm-hmm. and I'd have like a reprieve, but then it'd pick mm-hmm. back up. And then I would like put my hand on his back. And he would like, it would stop, but then it would pick back up later. And it got to the point where I tried everything. So I was like punching him or like (laughs) kicking him. But I stopped when I discovered I was a way worse snore. Oh, like horrendous. And come to find out like it was sleep apnea that I didn't know it was so bad until I was sharing a hotel room with another teacher. And in the morning, she just looks, she's got bags under her eyes. She looks She looks beat. And I was like, oh, are you okay? You don't look like you slept (laughs) well. She looks at me. She was like, girl, you cannot breathe. You have to do something about that. Okay. And this was right around the time I took my son in to get checked for sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. He checked out fine, but in the paperwork, because it was an overnight, and I had to stay there with him, in the paperwork it said, have mom get checked for sleep apnea (gasps) her snores could be heard through the recording equipment. Yeah, I'm dying over here. Like that
1: so, nurse was like geez
0: louise yeah <laughs> so um i think when it comes to pet peeves like snoring with all of them i have to start thinking about like okay that really irritates me but am i also doing the same thing and i just don't realize it oh 100 i know i do
1: my biggest pet peeve in the entire world is when someone looks over my shoulder i don't know what it is like really right over my shoulder it irks me to the point where like rage ancestral rage just like I don't know why. And so like my little one, I'll be on my phone, you know, scrolling, taking a little bit of me time. And all of a sudden I have like this little baby parrot that I made. And she's like, what is that? What is that? Watch that video. Watch this. And I am pissed. But here's the problem. Anytime anyone is around a screen, like if I go out to lunch with friends or anything and somebody's phone pops up with even thinking about it I don't mean to but like all of a sudden I look like I take ownership over that no. screen up. yes I am that person and I don't mean to and right as I look I go oh god I don't actually give a shit what's on that screen
0: why did I do that but like I do it I 100% do it well to be fair I mean it's kind of hard if it's like sitting right there and it lights up I mean it's hard not to look at the thing that lights Yeah, up.
1: thank you. Especially, I am ADHD
0: unmedicated currently, so like I think it is like, ooh, oh, shiny, like, oh, what? Yeah, that? no, like you can't. I, if you start trying to unlock it so that you can see the before and after messages and like delve into the whole conversation. Then I would be like, Carly, I think you crossed a line.
1: Like, (laughs) Oh, what's Tom saying? Can you, (laughs) can you read it out loud? No, you don't have to read. It's okay. I'll do it. Can I just have your phone? Luckily
0: it's not to that degree, but it definitely is. It is a thing. Well, and that actually is a giant pet peeve for me is like when I'm typing out a text and I have someone reading it over my shoulder. Yes. Like my kids are the nosiest little creatures and they mm-hmm. will come over and read these texts and my texts are not usually kid-appropriate, no. so that's not that's not helpful. Right. On my phone, I'm Carly. I'm not mommy.
1: Like, no. quit. I can't tell you. Because for years, my child, she just has this, like, thing against reading. She's like, ugh, I just don't want it. Ugh, I, I don't, ugh, I don't like it. And I know that if she actually, once she gets good at it, she's going to love it. But things come easy to her. Mm-hmm. So reading for her, she's like, ugh, that's like her pet peeve. Like, oh,
0: I have to try? Ugh not interested she's gonna be annoyed for her
1: whole life her whole life if things come natural to her she's like oh this is my favorite thing and i'm gonna like nurture this and do it but we got her a bunch of instruments for christmas and her daddy will show her one chord and all of a sudden she's got that chord mastered and she's good just seeing it the one time but if we justin was like well can I teach you how to play guitar? And she was like, no, no. And it's like, child, you do realize that when he shows you a chord, he is teaching you how to play. But then if he asks you that, you're like, ugh, uninterested, that sounds like work. But for years, she would come up next to me and be like, what are you saying? What are you typing? What did daddy say? What did grandma say? And I would tell her, like, if you learn how to read, you can read my texts. Which was dumb, because... That's terrible. Now she comes up and reads my messages and... Ooh, I've heard my voice through, like I've heard my text through a seven-year-old's voice and I probably should work on some stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. See, you used it as a carrot. I used it as like a shame moment. Like, whoa, nosy. What? Why would you read that? <laughs> what is so rude? And my children are like, Oh, I'm so sorry. That's you're, you're right. You're right. And then I'm like, Hey, so, uh, what are you texting? Let me take a look. Cause yep. that's the rule in our house <laughs> is like, They got a phone, which means we can look at it whenever we want. That's how it goes. And they seem to understand the double standard.
1: Kids are much better at double standards than adults, for sure. My other, like, huge pet peeve huge pet peeve, is I don't share beverages. I will share my food with you. I will share my body, if you are one of the lucky people that gets to do that. <laughs> I'll I'll share my life, my deepest, darkest secret. Your mouth is not going on my water bottle. And it's my water bottle specifically, which what? is ridiculous. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But when I see my little one just like reach over <laughs> right out of my straw, I'm mad. I am mad.
0: And it's not a real anger. Who hurt you? Uh, I don't know.
1: You want to know the worst part? My entire childhood, my grandmother would get the biggest water bottles ever because we liked her water more than ours. Even if she gave us two water bottles for me and my sister, we would drink grandma's, and we would just look at her and like bat our eyes and go, "It tastes better." And she would go, "Oh, it's okay," because she knew. And the only reason she had the other two water bottles is she would use those to refill her water bottle because she knew we were going to share.
0: Like that's that's a thing I see that a lot. My daughter does that. I've had friends that do that that like eat. Off my plate because it somehow like tastes better when it's someone else's. I mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about. I, I, really... I mean, I'm happy to share, but I don't. I'm, I'm not like a let me try. Like I don't know, no, and because, I'll even offer. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think part of it is too is the like I overthink about what size bite should I get from this. Like um... if it's too little, like that's weird. But I don't want it to be too big and like take a bite. I have some overthinking shenanigans yeah
1: well that's probably why you have a glowing personality <laughs> <laughs> i talk to my therapist about that all the time like hey you know if we work on all of my trauma and all my overthinking and stuff like i'm just not gonna have the glowing personality and sense of humor that i have now so that's
0: 100 percent correct <laughs> if you're Healthy people are just not funny. They're because not, no, they nope. they're delightful. And so much humor comes from the things that are not so delightful. It's true. I gotta find light in the dark a little
1: bit. But that's also Wow, I have a lot of pet peeves. I promise we'll get to yours. Um one of my <laughs> <laughs> one of my pet peeves is that my husband. He he he's like a boomer. Not how like not politically, but just everything else. Like, when it's time for bed, he goes around the house and turns off every light, yeah. which is the responsible thing to do. Sure. Except one time, many years ago, I watched a tiny little blurb on, like, Discovery Channel that was like, ways to not have your house broken into. And one of the ways was to keep a light on in, like, random rooms because it makes people think that you're awake. And I was a single lady who lived on her own for a lot of her lifetime. So I would leave all the lights on and then the room I slept in would have the light off. And I never, I don't know if this actually works, but I will say I've never been robbed. I've never had a home invasion. So maybe it does work. But my husband, it's not the fact he turns off all the lights. It's the fact that he makes like the little boomer joke about it all the time. Like, oh, oh. You know, somebody got up to pee in the middle of the night because they left the bathroom light on. Or that this is, like, his solid duty to the world. Like, it's what he gives to our household
0: is turning off lights all the time. And he makes I'm jokes. I'm surprised, like, the pet peeve is the lights and not the jokes themselves. Because that well, would make me want to cut someone. That's, that,
1: that's exactly what it is. Is It's the jokes afterwards. It's the, like, oh i i had to struggle and all the strife to flick a switch like if you want to get robbed that's i tell them all the time if you want to get robbed that's fine because you have to fight them like you have to fight the bad guys that's not my (laughs) job that's not until i am paid every cent to every dollar that men are and until i have the era i'm not no no way you fight the bad guys good luck good luck era the equal rights amendment like until that's until that's a thing and until i get paid every dollar you get paid i'm gonna take advantage of some of these bullshit rule gender
0: norm things did like i tell that you is. that we got broken into and i no. made chad defend us <laughs> no oh my god what this, happened this happened i don't know this happened a couple of years ago actually but it was like three fifteen in the morning and our dog just starts barking like crazy and she's not a barker so right. she's just like losing her mind and she sounds kind of scary and then all of a sudden we hear this voice from downstairs go don't you bark at me and we were like i mean that is maybe the scariest thing is to hear a voice that does not belong to anyone in your home speaking yeah. at 3 15 in the morning yes and so we are not gun people at all so that's not a thing yeah. and so i we both panic we both shoot up and chad like in his underwear and t-shirt yeah. like runs out and we have like a like our second level you can look over a railing to see down below um kind of into the foyer and there is a person he can't see cuz it's dark but there's a person there and he he defends us the best way he knows how with his mouth so uh, anybody that like knows my husband knows that like man yeah, that that mouth not only gets him in trouble, it like it does everything. it apparently can defend a family. So he just starts screaming and he's like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? Who are you? And you hear this voice go, uh, he's like, who are you? And then she's like, um, Maria. And he's like, what are you doing in my house? She's like, oh, is this not my house? He's like, it's <sighs> not your house. Get out. She's like, oh, okay, sorry. And she starts to head out. It's basically the long way out of our house because it goes like through the garage and the side door. And he's like, "No, through the front door because it's closest. And he sees that she's holding something big and he doesn't know, like he can't see. Is it a weapon? Is it whatever? Well, she had set it down and she starts walking towards the front door. And he's like, take your shit with you. And she's like, it's yours. And he's like, then leave it. And she... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then so she it. yeah so she walks out the front door and um he's immediately now going down to check he's checking windows following her the thing that she left mm-hmm. were two cases of LaCroix the sparkling water she had grabbed them from our garage <laughs> fridge and was like taking them with her hey, yeah boy. she was grabbing LaCroix and <laughs> like left it so I I learned how I am in an emergency situation because instead of like my first thought is I run to my children's rooms, right? Mm-hmm. They're both totally asleep. They have not heard anything. They're like mm-hmm. little angels. So instead of calling 911, which would have been the smart thing, my instinct when emergencies happen is to calm myself. Mm-hmm. But I go like, too calm. calm, like yep. the pendulum swings way hard the wrong oh, way. Exactly. So instead of calling 911, I get on Google. And look up the local number for my closest police station. Because I shouldn't call an emergency line. I should just call their direct line. Right. I just want them to know. I just want to notify them. That's literally what I did. I called. And I said, hi. um, Just letting you guys know. We just had somebody break in. Um, I don't know if she's going to hit any other houses. So I just thought I would let you know. (laughs) The lady on the line was like, "Um, are they still there? And I was like, no. She just walked out. And she was like, uh, I'm going to send someone over immediately. And I was like, all right, yeah, if you feel like you need to, yeah, that's great. We're okay here
1: because, you know, all of my childhood trauma has prepared me for this moment. So I'm real calm. Oh yeah. No, I do the same thing. In like moments, I'll have like that sheer like initial and then I come all the way down where you would think that I could be like an FBI negotiator. But the thing is, is I'm just like, I'm disassociated from-
0: yes." I think exactly what happened so honestly that's why I look at that story about the dude that like stabbed the other guy for snoring and ultimately like I've trained myself to just take that down when I'm feeling it so big that I gotta like take it down to where I'm almost in a coma so that I don't do things like stab and stun gun someone (laughs) Who's offered to shake my hand and pay for surgery. 100%.
1: Like, if I'm yelling or, like, freaking out about something, it's probably not real. If yeah. I am not showing any emotion, that's when we should probably worry about it. Yeah. That's, that's
0: that's the worry. So, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to let Chad defend. And he really did. He was very scary. He we, did great. Yeah. Next time, just big metal bat. Right. That'll We'll go there that route. I mean he reasoned with her take your shit with you it's yours then leave it (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) we should make t-shirts effective communication
0: can happen at any time you know what that is absolutely true this is such a great example of effective communication between a home invader and a homeowner yeah like, still. even even when you're in your boxers yelling at a stranger that you cannot see.
1: Effective communication. <laughs> it's still
0: possible. Oh Calling an emergency line and being like, I mean, if you guys have time, it's okay. Just, it's okay. If you're We're, free. Yeah, I don't think she took
1: anything. Um, We had some mm. diet soda we can't find, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> That's okay. I just love how this lady like looked at your big screen TV and was like, "I'm taking the
0: Lacroix." No. Well, and that's that's another pet peeve is when you take the last of like the whatevers in the fridge and you don't replace it. and That mm. bitch was taking my Lacroix, and I guarantee you, she was not going to replace it <laughs> in the fridge. So that's this part was just, unforgivable. <laughs> yeah, this was just bad on multiple levels, and I'm I'm feeling angry right now. I'm gonna go get my knife and my stun gun that's how right. angry I am
1: right now yeah and you know just flail him around what I also going back to that for a minute too so he was asleep and it said that
0: he hid the knife and his taser in a jacket so well, he, he went like, and grabbed it he went and grabbed it because the guy that was like leaning out the window was like I'm gonna come around to your door no no I un- I understand that but like he got dressed up for the occasion
1: Like, he took the time to put a coat on. Oh, yeah. Because it didn't say
0: robe. Mm -mm. It said it it? hid it in his jacket or his coat. Well, in that case, I think that the victim has to take some of the blame. Because if you go over (laughs) there and somebody's all of a sudden, like, in a long jacket out of nowhere. I've watched enough westerns
1: to know. That something's going to happen if somebody's yeah. wearing a trench. A trench or a
0: duster. Dusters mean, I mean business. I mean, that's good to know. It's just, I like it. Violent fashion. Violent fashion.
1: I love that. <laughs> I love that.
0: I feel like we could have 10 episodes just on pet peeves.
1: I think so, too. I'm sorry. I really took, I really, all of a sudden I had a safe space. And I was like, you know what
0: really <laughs> grinds my gear? <laughs> no, I, I just squirreled us out to the to the break-in but you know what it's fine because we're we're gonna bring it back around (gasps) our affirmation for the week and talking about pet peeves this seemed like the right way to go because in that moment where you are just ready to scream and just Just pull out your hair deep breath and say my life is about to be incredible Mm. my life Mm. is about to be incredible because just even the way that that's worded says it may not be right this second but it's about to be it's about to be and Mm -hmm. if you choose to say that to yourself and the way that you decide to
1: do that is by like yelling at the person annoying you that's okay too I'm fine with
0: it. Because your life is about to be incredible, whatever that means to you. Mm-hmm. If you have an incredible outburst. Yeah. Then you know what? At least it was incredible.
1: At least you prepared yourself. <laughs> At least you you were ready for the incredibleness of the
0: moment. Well, hey, speaking of incredible if you guys have not looked yet carly puts out these amazing you go girls on our instagram which is we're all fine podcast. they are the most awesome positive supportive just gold stars for you i love it so go check that out because you can put them on your page on your I don't know. I feel like I'm 900 years old.
1: No, I, I would use the same language. Yeah, you can you can share them. You can post them. Um, use it as your cover photo. They're basically just like this sticker, the gold star stickers that all of us adults deserve but don't get. You know, if you know your worth, if you did laundry this week, just depends. They change
0: weekly based on
1: what we, need, what we might need.
0: So if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram or on Facebook. We're all fine podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify and Apple and Audible and really anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Go ahead and follow us. Listen to the episodes. Give us a, a like and give us a comment. We'd love that. We would also love if you guys want to share or send us emails with your thoughts, but also your your advice requests. We would love it if you want to send us an email about something that you are maybe struggling with and would love some, some maybe not the greatest advice on but something to kind of help you through so you can email us at we're all fine podcast at gmail.com. we'd love to see it it'd
1: be great and you can stay totally anonymous unless your email has your name in it but you can just say asking for a friend and we won't question it it'd be perfect we'll,
0: we'll assume it's for your friend so thanks again for joining us everybody we'll see you next time bye